All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a live edition of Elevate Your Grind. We're here in person. We have not done one of these for a while. Uh, shit, I don't even know when the last live podcast was. It must have been with Michaela when we did it live from the Spring Big office, and that was April, May, uh, almost a year ago. So we're live and in person here at Cush Rewards. Um, I am joined by the founder and CEO, and we're going to get into his story. He's a recently new member of C-Lab. Excited to have him. Excited to learn more about the company. I know you guys aren't in market yet, but we're really excited to hear about the launch and, and all the plans you have going up. So give us a little bit of an introduction to Kush Rewards and the platform and, and what just a, a quick bit on, on what led you to, to join the cannabis space. Sure. sure. Um, my name is Angelo Anzalone. I, about four years ago, um, started development on the Kush Rewards platform. Um, I guess it, you know, my background has always been, I'm a huge advocate and, uh, about 10 years ago, I had a fireworks accident okay. and uh, lost my eye and a whole bunch of damage and a bunch of surgeries. I didn't want to do the, the, the pain pills. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so the cannabis, cannabis has been a tremendous help for me, um, uh, you know, in, 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 terms of pain, in terms of helping me sleep. And, and so huge advocate I've always been, but it just kind of spice it up even more yeah. and made it where it's like, okay, this is, this is a real deal. This isn't just about fun. This is, this actually works. Um, and so I live where we live here. We're in Boynton beach, Florida in between where I live and, uh, and where I work, I pass five different dispensaries. There are a few. In East yeah, Boynton. Um, and depending on which direction I go, um, there's even more. And, and I'm, um, you know, I guess I, I guess it started with just, you know, me shopping at one location. I, I don't shop at any particular one. Cause at this point now I've, come to be familiar with all of them. So, I mean, I've noticed that about the Florida market too, right? Like, and, and we talked a little bit about it beforehand, by the way, I, I didn't tell you this show's notorious for going off on tangents based like on tangents. shit that you're saying. So, <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, the Florida market is an interesting one because I don't feel like there is any brand loyalty. It's like, I, and I've said this a hundred times, you figure out there's a few good things at each shop that you like exactly. and you just stay on those and whatever shop is convenient and on its, you know, convenient to you, you're going to stop at. So, I mean, like I know right here, you have right down the street, you have not, I mean, your business, so we can tell the location. It's not like we're doing sure. this from your living room. You have <laughs> one plant, you have moved right down the street a little bit further. There's a true leave. I mean, you have almost yeah. every single selection here. And now you've been have, healthy you have green dragon as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, I'm not sure they opened yet, but I think they're, they're going too soon. I've pulled off the road like four or five times to check to see if they're open and it hasn't been yet. Right. So I actually really, I'm like, I might actually have to do that on the way home. <laughs> But no, you're right. I mean, I, I stop at, at one plant because they have the, the pre-rolls that I really like. I stop oh, at Sunnyside. At, yeah, Sunnyside. Sorry, guys. They have one plant flower, though, so it's still okay, right? Um, move for their cartridges. I love that. Uh, you know, even uh, Grow Healthy for their flower. They have, uh, they got really good, um, they got really good, they got this, um, was it 99 Problems strain? That's pretty I'm a big fan of the 99 Problems strain. <laughs> yeah, I like really good strain. I've been spoiled, though, like, so, I mean, obviously since starting Heisman, I've gone out to California a lot. So for me, it's so much better out there. Is it? It is. It's so, so I tell this story a hundred times. So like if people who follow the show, if they watch more than one episode, they'll be sick of it. But like I equate California cannabis to New York pizza, right? Like we can find some good pizza down here. Like I'm right, sure you have point, a spot that point. you go to and you're like, oh yeah, it's good. And what do you do? You equate it. It's like, it's the closest thing to New York you can find here. Okay. But then you go to the city and like chances are, you know, seven times out of 10, you walk into any pizza spot, it's going to be amazing. Right. 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 It just it's it's everywhere. So like, is there some weed down here that's as good as California? Yeah, there are a few strains. Everybody has their products, but it's everywhere. 
It is, it is, and, and probably tastier and, and, and less corporate, it's, I, it's, I think. So it makes it, you know, where it's it's a lot more unique uh, in that. I mean, I've gone there and see, I, and, and I go back to the testing on this, right? Mm -hmm. Because here in, in Florida, you walk into a store and you can get something that's 25. Mm -hmm. and, and I used to have a hemp farm that I owned. And so I have the testing equipment, you know, portable testing equipment. And California Bud, what's it's on the and not everywhere of course mm -hmm. but what i found some uh, most of the bud that i've tested in california that comes from california is not the same thc percentage that's on the on the label hmm. a lot closer here in florida yeah a lot of people say that there there are some strains that are testing over 40 percent they're like that's fucking physically impossible right. like it just for the structure of the plant right so yeah there's some bullshit going on there but for some reason i mean even some of the outdoor flower i've had in california it's just it's it's good and what, <laughs> what blows my mind is from what i understand it i'm probably going to get crucified for saying this but i feel like the california weed culture is almost ruining it for the rest of the country because everybody's chasing those california strains it does set a high standard but they grow they they're, they're chasing <laughs> strains that grow well in california or the pacific northwest and now bringing that into a swamp down here in florida yeah. and think just because it's indoors that it's going to grow the same as it does in California. And I just think that's physically impossible. Agreed. So it's like the pizza, it's like the water in the pizza, right? Exactly. So <laughs> I think, you know, I know we've deterred a lot from, from technology and, and development platforms, but, but I think that's ultimately why this was developed because I love going to different dispensaries. Mm -hmm. I don't have a favorite. I have a favorite type of product at each one. And now I'm sitting here with four or five different reward programs going into these stores and, you know, I'll go, it's not like I go that frequently where they add up, but mm -hmm. I go collectively, you know, enough um, consistently to where I'm saying, I'm like, this is, this is crazy. How great would it be if I could just make money or, or earn reward points everywhere that I shop and then redeem them? I mean, I, you know, I kind of get that with, with the iPay, yeah. uh, Apple Pay, and, and there's different ways that, you know, to me, then it was like, okay, this is, you know, this could be something here. If, if we can sort of get a collective, I'm thinking of Uber, right? Where mm -hmm. initially when Uber came out, all the restaurants, like, you're out of your mind. I'm, I'm not paying. I'm not that. doing that. You know, you're right. So it, it, it took a minute, but then now it's like, think about it. Like, you know, in most restaurants, I, that some restaurants accounts for 40% of their business. I can absolutely see that being beneficial here, right? Because there's no brands in, in, in Florida yet, as much as anybody wants to argue that there are like, Sorry, Backpack Boys is the flowery. Connected is truly. Binsk right. is truly. That's that's just how it is, right? Well, you got to be the vertically integrated. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm probably going to get prosecuted, you know, persecuted by my peers in the industry because we're also a brand. But I just know how the Florida market is. So for someone in Florida, like your brands are are your your verticals. They're the the dispensaries that you're going to. So it definitely is super beneficial in any of the vertical markets because that's a way that you get to try a variety of product and still benefit across the board. Exactly. Like. You know, when I go to California, I can find most of the products I want in one, two, maybe three stores right. here to try everything. You got to go to 20 stores. Yes. So yeah, exactly. I can definitely see why. I mean, if you if you lived in another state, I don't know if you would have gotten the idea. Uh, probably right. I mean, that that certainly did it um, because of that. Right. They can't bring brands in here. Mm -hmm. um, like you just said, I mean, that's been the problem with Florida. The, the vertically integrated regulations make it that you can't just bring any brand mm -hmm. in here that you want. Um, it's got to be, you know, from, from seed to sale. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that you, you're probably right. That is, that is probably what got the, the idea flowing is, is that situation, which created, you know, this, this opportunity. And, and, you know, so I'm thinking, okay, that's, that's not a bad idea, but then how do we get this to flourish? How do we get yeah. this to, to kind of go viral or at least 
be accepted. Um, I've gone into dispensaries for years. I see that can pay sign. And, and quite mm. honestly, I know what it is. I never really took the opportunity to do it because there's no incentive. Yeah. I got to go through the, and it's not a bad thing. I'm not bashing that at all, mm -hmm. but I've been for years going to dispensaries and, and I never took the time to do that. For me, there's, there's no incentive. So what's going to incentivize this? So we made it as if it's a cushion wards um, uh, membership, right? So consumers are paying, um, can I talk about numbers? Is that okay? You can talk about whatever you uh, want. Cool. I don't want to, you know, there's no network. There's no one telling us what we can do. <laughs> so I don't even know if the camera's recording. We just might be sitting here that's talking. That's awesome to say. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I had Rob, Rob shut down the show like a year ago. I just show up and talk to people and so make them think I'm recording. We're going to submit this and hope that they pick it up. <laughs> yeah. But no, tell us all about it. It's on numbers, everything. I'm so, interested because, you know, in, in the most scenarios, you walk into a dispensary and they have whatever their, loyalty program is and they set the, they set the terms of it completely and you know there's no secret there are a few platforms that are used mm -hmm. but the loyalty programs are individual and like i'll say this and again i probably shouldn't be talking shit that much but like i hate gti's loyalty program i hate it because you can only use enough to get one free eighth at a time right. well like I, I was shopping at gti throughout the pandemic <coughs> ordering from them left and right the delivery after the delivery ban shut down i started doing pickup and everything else and I amassed a ton, like I had enough for an ounce, right. maybe. And I'm not saying that they needed to let me walk out the door with an ounce for free, but holy shit, like I couldn't even get more than one free eighth at a time. And first it was per transaction, like, cool. So break up the transactions. And then they started getting smart about it. And they said once per day, I'm like, you guys maybe come back four times. Well, I told them, like, do you guys understand? I'm like, I live in Delray Beach. The closest rise to me is in fucking Deerfield. Like, right. this is a trek. This is bullshit. When I can walk into Sunnyside or when it was one plan at the time, and no matter how many points I had, they let me use them. Like, mm -hmm. what, what's the difference if I use them on Tuesday, if I come back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Like, you're still giving me the same amount of fucking product for free. Right. So right. you're just anything. pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm very interested to hear how your platform works, because it seems like it would also solve some of those problems as well, too. So so the one thing that, that I would say that really separates us um, is uh, obviously the centralized rewards program. Mm -hmm. right? No one's doing that in terms of being able to shop at multiple locations, um, accumulate your reward points and then redeem them at any of those locations. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first thing. Um, I think I think the the second thing is the the incentive to the consumer, right? I, I this is I would say one of the first um, reward programs that is consumer focused. Okay. Um, in terms of, so the consumer for a ten dollars sign up and five dollars a month earns twenty percent reward points at all of the locations that are participating. So twenty percent of whatever they spend. Twenty percent of whatever they spend is in reward points. Okay. Right now they can accumulate those anywhere they shop and. They can redeem that. The beauty of what we're doing and why we think this is going to go viral is the two-tiered payout system that we've attached to the memberships, okay. which is very simple. Um, of the $10 sign up, we're not keeping that. That goes down two tiers. So in other words, if I sign you up, you pay $10, you pay uh, $5 a month. Mm -hmm. Of that $10, I get five. Whoever signed me up gets five. Of that um, $5 a month, I get 50 cents a month. Whoever signed me up gets 50 cents a month. And that tier two tier payout continues for everyone that somebody can sign up or somebody does have friends, family, whatever the case may be. The other uh, part of the payout is reward points. So if I sign you up, I'm getting 13.33% uh, reward points off of all of your purchases. Uh -huh. 
So the idea, of course, is that this thing goes viral. Consumers uh, see that this, they can invite their friends and family to sign them up. They can make money off of their membership. They can make reward points off of their products as well. Huge for dispensaries as well, right? If the dispensary signs up, you know, people that are coming into the store, then um, it just creates obviously more traffic. They can um, sign those people up. They get that $5 per sign up. They get that 50 cents a month residual. They get money. And this is the best part for a dispensary, not kind of shifting gears. For a dispensary who offers curse rewards, um, anyone that they sign up, that consumer comes back to your store, you're, you're making another uh, 10%. So you're making 85% on that purchase. Wow. You're making 10% of that consumer's purchase wherever they shop as well, because you sign that consumer up. Huh. So if I travel to Vegas and I go to uh, one dispensary there and they sign me up and then I come back to Florida and I shop around, that dispensary is always going to be making money off of my product purchases, off of my monthly memberships and off of the signups of the, the people that I sign up. Very interesting. So the incentive is on both sides, right? The, the, we, the, the consumer is incentivized because they get the reward points, they get the freedom to shop and, mm -hmm. and redeem the, the points anywhere. Plus they get the revenue from inviting other people to be a member of Curse Rewards. Same with the dispensaries. Dispensaries now are gonna get more traffic. We have a huge marketing budget that anytime a dispensary signs up, anytime they open up a new store, um, we give them a certain amount of time to try to sign up as many consumers as possible. And then we follow behind that with a huge marketing campaign, 10 mile radius of every store, mm -hmm. direct mail, email, SMS, smoke signals, whatever the hell we have to do um, to drive traffic to those stores. Very cool. Well, I'm going to say the first part is it's how impressive you did that while I was trying to fix your microphone yeah. um, is really the first part. It would so, suck if we missed that all, right? That would... Oh, I mean, it was recording, but yeah, no, uh, people don't realize I only usually have one microphone. It's myself. So I leave it set up and it's kind of done. So like, you know, I was looking down, I'm like, oh, I don't think we're getting his levels that well. Let me figure out how to fix this. And I don't really know how to work AV as much as everyone thinks I do. I just kind of <laughs> plug things in. But going back to that, man, I mean... So that's it, it sounds like an amazing concept i'm curious like what you just described is a little bit complicated to figure out like how long did it take you away because right now everybody has their own loyalty system and they're trying to kind of keep it as their own ecosystem and that's who they market to and that's their audience and they're very very protective of it right sure. extremely protective of it you're creating more of an ecosystem here than just these little bubbles that are all over the place you know i feel like you know a how long did it take you to come up with the reward system that you just said like was that a lot of trial and error where you're like they may not like this or we talk to people here like well, because it was more regulations just trying to figure out um you know what we can and can't do in certain states um, going through the cannabis regulations um, that was kind of the, the, the big thing. I mean, it was, it was a gradual piece. Um, I, I remember one day getting a, um, a mailer from Visa. Uh, it was a cash back mailer, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where you use the card, you get cash back on all your purchases. I'm going, Hey, maybe there's something here. There's, you know, we can do cash back on, on purchases like that. Maybe we can kind of figure something out. Um, and then it, it just slowly progressed. And, and during that last four years, it's been uh, a, a, a process of not only developing the system, but putting together the relationships. Mm, I see that. Um, I see how it has like that cash back. Because there's a program for... manager that with the banking behind it, we have, we're part of the safe harbor banking system. Um, so that, you know, we, we're going through all of the banking regulations as well. Um, Cause there is a merchant component to this, right. Mm -hmm. in, in terms of running the transactions um, and, and directing. The so talk, talk to me about the, 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 the full experience, right? So I go in 
and I have a Kush Rewards app. And if I'm going to redeem my points, is it a cash points blend? Is my loading cash onto the app? How how is that working? So the app the app itself is is an e wallet right with a dashboard. Okay. So when you sign up, you go in, you sign up. If I'm a dispensary, um, I'll sign you up. You are now sort of part of under my 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 membership. Mm-hmm. Um, once you then you get a link. You activate, you're gonna confirm your email, validate the email, you're going to create the account, you're going to fund the account with your bank, okay, um, with your debit card. Um, and then within there, you'll see the dashboard that has not only the balance of your e-wallet, but the points uh, uh, balance as well. And those funds, by the way, are held in, a, in an insured account. We don't, have, we don't control those accounts. That's okay. a, a custodial account that those funds are held in. Um, and you walk into a store, make a purchase, Depending on their POS system, it would either be a standalone or it would be integrated within the, the store's POS system. Um, I know we are integrated with FlowHub as well, so that if they use FlowHub, it's an easy integration. Very cool. Um, and then depending on the integration, it's just a matter of how do you want to pay for this? Do you, have, you want to use your reward points or uh, straight from the e-wallet? That's really interesting because at the and end that transaction happens and, and everything back sells. Because you don't necessarily directly compete with the store's own reward system at this point. Not like at all. It, it can be complementary, which is really interesting. Because yeah. yeah, you got again the way that you talk about it, it, you guys are almost like that Visa cashback rewards debit card for the cannabis industry. You just happen to be an app instead of a piece of plastic. It's a, it's another cashless payment option. You're the Amex. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what we say to dispensaries, right? You know, we're not competing with your, with your existing Weed program. <laughs> side by side. If you took American Express, you'd also take Visa MasterCard, you know, mm-hmm. just another payment option. Or you'd have your own reward system on top of that, where someone can use American Express points, but a 20% of whatever it is. Right. right? I so. mean, and, and it doesn't have to be used on every purchase. I'm still going to go to Sunnyside and get their eight for 80 on the pre-rolled and, you know, not expect the reward points because it's a special. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but that's my option. I want that. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want to, you know, participate in that. Sometimes I want to accumulate my reward points. Very cool. What other components are there to the app? Is there a market? Like, so how could, you know, how do cannabis companies take advantage of your network and, and stand out and drive traffic to their stores independently? Is there a way to do it? You know, is there advertising on it? Are there push notifications? There Can is. brands take advantage of it? You know, we, we also have uh, Chris Rewards Pro, which is a, a marketing tool. It's basically like a CRM. Um, that either dispensaries or anyone for that matter can use as a, as a CRM uh, to build, build it as a business. Um, so literally you walk in, all the advertising is there, all the, all the, um, uh, the, the components are there um, to be able to, to go ahead and, and just start marketing uh, for your own. Very cool. Um, what'd you do before this? I, well, I have a prepaid legal plan. Okay. Uh, my, my background has always been in the debt settlement space. Um, you know, helping consumers with, uh, with credit card debt. Okay. Um, and so I, you know, so, you know, the credit card programs pretty well. I know the credit card programs. Well, I know the banks, I know how they work. And, and yeah, so that was sort of uh, definitely a helping uh, part of, of getting this together. It's very interesting to think, you know, again, going into that line of work and doing it, and I don't know how long you did it for, you ever think you'd be able to integrate your passion for cannabis into that type of business? Like, you know, I've been in sales my whole life and, and, you know, early on in sales, I, I, it took me a little while to figure out that I didn't want to be the sales guy that was at zero at the first of the month. And that, you know, building a business with residuals or a member base is, is um, a lot easier and, and a lot more profitable and a lot less stressful. 
Um, so my my mentality was a membership based type program like I have with the with the prepaid legal plans. So that that structure definitely played a role um, in in formula, formulating this because now it's it's the membership right for our model obviously is and again completely transparent our business model where we make our money is the four dollars a month. Is the membership so that ten dollars sign up fee goes down two ways. Five and then there's five dollars a month. A dollar of that gets split two ways, and then there's four left, and that's our model. And just as many members as you can get. Exactly. Very cool. Exactly. Dude, I mean, it, it's crazy to me. So this is something that I try to get out there to people is, is working in this industry. Everybody, everybody in the industry thinks that you need to be a quote unquote cannabis person. You need to come from the legacy market. And you know, I've I've purchased from the legacy market. I never worked in it because it wasn't my thing. Like, and I'll be the first person to say, I'm not brave enough to do something like that. I wasn't going to take the legal risk, but there are so many people out there that are passionate for this plant that do normal jobs, doctors, lawyers, salespeople, engineers, and all that. And to be able to see people take their talent of whatever they've been doing for years and bring it to this industry and just make this a true industry is crazy. And that's what I mean by saying that, you know, I'm sure how long did you go? Did you start this business? Four years. Four years ago. No, no. The the first. Oh, business. the the legal plan. Yeah. Um, eleven years ago. So eleven years ago, did you ever think that you'd be in the same building? You'd have a cannabis based business too. You know, I I did. Really, I did. Yeah, I've been so passionate about. In, in it. case my, you're my gonna John life. DeLorean, in case things got rough, you're gonna fund the business that way. <laughs> You know what it is? I think, I think, you know, look, 11 years, it, it's, it's been a consistent 11 years, right? Where in the mm-hmm. past, I never had that kind of consistency. So I'm, I'm very fortunate um, to be in a position where I could take my passion and, and, and kind of explore it, right? The, the, the cannabis has always been a passion of mine. I've always been a big advocate. I, um, it's, it's sort of like my branding. Mm-hmm. Anybody that knows me, it's like, hey, we smoke and we smoke. And, we, and I'm just, you know, I, I, I function. I'm fantastic. I love being creative when I smoke and, and, and coming up with these ideas. Um, and I think that just the, I, I've always known, I, I never wanted to be a dispensary because I know the regulations behind that. And it's just, it's almost like saying, I don't want to be a PO. I don't want to have a POS. People don't also don't realize that as cool as a dispensary is because oh. it's a weed store, it's still a retail business it, yes. and retail sucks. It absolutely. I sucks. started my career in retail. <laughs> I was, I was a Sears assistant store manager for a year and a half and I was miserable. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, that's kind of the, the, that route and um so that just wasn't yeah I, I knew i wanted to do something on the outskirts like an ancillary it was i've always been sort of the ancillary product kind of uh kind of guy and, and the distribution has always been you know being having the sales background the distribution of a product is the most important thing you can have the mm-hmm. best product in the world but if you can't get it out no one's selling it if no one's buying it then it, you know it's kind of pointless so i mean that's why i attached the two-tiered payout to it thinking like okay well who's not going to at least you you and you if you sign up four or five people now your membership is paid for and you're getting free reward points off of all of those purchases mm-hmm. no it sounds like a great program man i'm excited so to see it hit the market especially i'm telling you specifically down here in florida yeah. i i i don't know enough about the other states right now but i can tell you looking at the model here in florida it should flourish yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it does and, and what i what i i'd love to emphasize to this pennsylvania would be another good market too we um i think michigan and mm-hmm. uh and boston is going to be uh, very cool we're kind of exploring all of those markets and then in talks with a lot of dispensaries and in, in those markets as well nice yeah man it, you know it's funny I, I think back to when they legalized cannabis in florida and i thought and i, I knew i wanted to get into it but for some reason for me 
it was always the dream of being part of a cultivation and not the cultivator myself. Right. And I always say that because I don't know, you said you've been in sales for a long time. I've been in sales for a long time and everything that we do is just, it's a hustle. It's calling this person, following up with that, falling down leads, yeah. like, and just shaking enough trees that things fall out. So the idea to me to, to switch gears and be a farmer, <laughs> right and have a set and don't get me wrong i know it's not easy work there's it's it's hard work it's manual label but it's very task-based and you know certain tasks could change and that would change up your day but it's not just you know what you got to go in and do it's not just ah who do i have to fucking call to hit quota this month right why does he call me back <laughs> you know and this this guy's been saying yes for three weeks right, and all right. of a sudden he goes to me so the idea, and that's always just been so romantic to me to be part of the plant that way, um, which ultimately ended up cool because I get I, I I'm with a cannabis brand now, and you know we're one step away removed from the cultivation, right. but I get to be part of that, and honestly, I think I get to be part of it in the way that I would like to do it, where I get to show up and help out, like, and everyone's excited because I'm not the guy who usually does that, right. and then I get it's like it's like playing with somebody else's kids, you know, as soon as they start crying, you and get to hand it back to them. <laughs> But I feel like a lot of us in this industry, like once it became legal, I guess that was like, it would be great to be able to do this. There's right. A lot of different opportunities, you know, for sure that, that come up in the ancillary, just the surrounding parts. Um, without a doubt. I mean, I, mean I imagine your employees are mostly a lot of engineers involved and like, you know, exactly. Business development. I mean, that's, you know, the same as we're developing, we're, we're, you know, trying to onboard the dispensaries and, and get them, uh, you know, get them excited about it as well. Very cool. So you guys are pre-launch right now, yeah. right? Yeah. When do you think you'll be in market? Um, I believe that we, I, I, I know there are certain markets. We have Florida, Michigan, and Boston, Ohio, okay. if I'm not mistaken. And we're looking to, you know, to, to do a launch, a multi-state launch, because I think that's a big part of, of the program, right, is, is for dispensaries. So the big catch for the dispensaries and, and what I try to, to kind of just drive home all the time is the, is the concept of market share. I mean, especially down here in Florida, right? There's, there's um, what, 21, 19 there is, um, licensed dispensaries in Florida. And then they're coming out with uh, a bunch more. Um, this, is, this is sort of a market share, right, Grant, mm -hmm. in, in terms of the, the dispensary that signs up the consumer first is going to be the one that pretty much owns them for the duration of their membership. So anywhere they shop, they're going to make money on them. Um, and I think the opportunity is right, but as, as more competition is more and more saturation, um, market share is going to be a big topic for dispensaries. Uh, so I definitely think it's important for them to look at it from this perspective um, in, in that, right? Because no, there is no loyalty here. It's, it's on product like we've talked about already. And I think dispensaries are realizing at least marketing companies for dispensaries are realizing. No, I, I would 100% agree with you. Dispensary are realizing that. And I think even the, the, the deep brands in, you know, in California, like even brand loyalty out there is extremely hard because you go into a dispensary. And I think it's just the way that it works. Like if I go into a dispensary and I'm, I'm a big, obviously I'm a huge Heisman fan and, and I want to get my product first. But outside of that, you know, I have the brands that I like, Cannabiotics, CVX being one of them. And if I go in there and they don't have that, the chances of me leaving and going somewhere else to find it versus just buying something else that they have there are very, very slim. It's, it's not going to be too much that I'm probably going to go elsewhere 
and get this product, right? So I'm going to buy what's there. Maybe I'll buy less of it. And at a later point in time, I'll go and try to find what I want. But I'm also a pretty brand loyal guy across the board anywhere else. So I 100% agree with you that brand loyalty and as someone who is part of a brand, it is our absolute focus is to figure out how we create loyalty amongst the audience, right? And we figured it out to a point in the sense of building a community around sports, but a lot of cannabis brands don't have that niche, right? So I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think the dispensers are starting to recognize that and need to recognize that, you know, that I don't want to say they have the power, but they do have a lot of the power just by being that interface with the consumer. Very cool, man. So let's look look towards the future here. What are you excited about? What do you have coming out besides just launching into these markets? What can we expect from the future of your business, seeing you around C-Lab? Um, I think, you know, I think a lot of it is going to be the future enhancements. I mean, obviously we want to roll out in, in a bunch of states and, and get that proof of concept um, and, and, you know, kind of lock that in so that we can expand from there. Um, you know, what we're dealing with now is like you have companies in Florida based in, in that have stores in other states. So going through the logistics of, of who's going to start in what state is what we're going through now. Um, getting that rolling, I think future enhancements is going to be a big thing with, uh, with the e-wallet. Um, the possibility and what we're, what we're looking to integrate in the future is going to be like the ability to, to, to pay bills through your e-wallet um, to actually use that as, um, as a bank account. Okay. So, you know, bill paying, even on the dispensary side, using that uh, as, as bill paying. Um, in the future, we're also going to be looking to have the dispensaries act as a cash loader as well. Right now, um, I think it's Greenpoint, but there's, there's, it, we have the cash loading uh, capabilities but not in the dispensary just yet. Okay. So I think, you know, as, as the product comes out and as we add our future enhancements, um, you're going to see a much broader um, uh, product and, and a lot more well-used. I mean, we want to get to the point, how great would it be like if, shit, I want to go to Taco Bell and I want to redeem my reward points and, and, and get, you know, a 12 pack of, of Chalupas. That'd be great. You know, and use my reward points because I have enough. And, and or if I, if I owe you money, I could say, here, let me transfer you some reward points and then you get them. And, and now we're even. It, it's so funny. You say that when I worked with spring big, we, we would send text messages for grants. And I always joked, I'm like, we should get fucking Taco Bell or somebody to do this. Right. Like, imagine Taco Bell sending a, you know, to, to Mr. Nice guys, uh, loyalty list, like, you know, buy a pre-roll, get a Chalupa for a dollar. Like <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it, it works. And, and I can see that, that type of business development taking place in the future. Very, very cool, man. Well, where can people find you? Um, kushrewards.com kushrewards.com anything else that you want to promote before we get out of here um no i i just would love uh you know to see this work and, and i i feel that it's it's a great benefit for the consumers it's a great benefit for the dispensaries and, and i'm just looking forward to getting to market very cool man well angela thank you very much for sitting down with us and thank you to everybody at home for watching like i said we're going to try to get one of these to you a week this has been our second episode since we've been back so i hope you're keeping track we'll keep going and we'll see you next time